Always Loyal Podcast presented by Lucia Capital Group, official wealth management partner of San Diego Loyal. In soccer, you've got 90 minutes to win the match, but how much time do you have to reach your investment goals? The clock is ticking. Don't wait. Go to LuciaLoyal.com right now to get your investment plan started. That's L-U-C-I-A Loyal.com. All right, Darren, season two, episode 24. What's coming up this week on the Always Loyal podcast? Well, Jordan Carruth, the road trip from hell is over. Next time we see San Diego Loyal, they're going to be playing back in San Diego. And coming up, a special collaboration with one of the most interesting people that we've ever met. I think the only guest we've ever had on the Always Loyal podcast who has his own IMDB page, skating legend Willie Santos joins the Always Loyal podcast. It takes years of dedication to become a champion. Palomar Health's team of world-class doctors, nurses, and technicians work tirelessly to ensure that the health care you receive is second to none. Palomar Health, champions of healthcare, champions for you. Darren, very excited for this week on the podcast, uh, mainly because the announcement I think is just really, really cool. We have the guests to talk about it all and give us the behind the scenes. And I'm sure there's going to be some kind of visual floating out there of what the, the boards that will be available at the shop in Mission Valley will look like. But very excited just for the opportunity. And then also, of course, the guests coming up. This should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be. And uh, I learned recently here, as have you, I believe, that Willie Santos, who is a former world champion skateboarder who's from Mira Mesa in San Diego County, who competed in the very first X Games ever, right? Who started his own company making skateboards that he and San Diego Loyal with the X Games upcoming and starting here, I think on the 21st of July that they've collaborated to make a bunch of Loyal themed skateboards. Some of which will be available for purchase on Friday, July 21st, at the shop in Mission Valley. I think half of those produced will be there. Half of those will be available via Willie Santos. So stay tuned. We'll get some more details on that. This isn't as random as it might appear. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a cool thing to find out that Willie is a an enthusiast, not just of skating, but also of San Diego Loyal. So a great opportunity to collaborate here. And, and we find out what happens at the intersection of skateboarding and pro soccer in San Diego. Yeah, very good. Very well said. And Friday, you'll have the opportunity to go out and get one of these boards at the shop in Mission Valley. Um, I'm sure more detailed information is going to be available on the website or the social media pages. You'll be able to see it. Uh, but just really excited for the opportunity to chat it up with Willie. We'll talk about, of course, skating the skating scene in San Diego, uh, his talents, and how in the world he he got connected with Estee Loyal and why he uh, finds himself at Torero Stadium all the time watching these matches. You and I were talking about it before we started rolling because we were both watching some of these highlight packages that you can find on YouTube or wherever it is that you can go and find some of this stuff. But I know when, when I found out we were talking with Willie, I just went to YouTube and I put his name in there in the YouTube search and I'm just sitting here watching like who even knows how, how long it was. And I was just like, wow, the footwork, right? Like the footwork, the balance. I, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's similar for soccer players, but I, I guess maybe it's a little bit of a reach to suggest that there's some, some similarities just in terms of the kind of coordination and skill and balance required. I don't know that great skateboarders make for great soccer players and vice versa, but 
at least you and I had that casual conversation about how much footwork goes into it and balance. And you also got to be, you got to be a little brave to do some of that stuff too, you know, to, to go and do some of the stuff that Willie does. So yeah, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of crossover there. I don't know. Plus it's very global, right? It's, it's certainly a very global sport skateboarding. You see it all over Olympics, X games, et cetera. Same thing goes for soccer. So I suppose there are some, some common ground there in a, in a Venn diagram of, skateboarding and soccer yeah and if anything else we could just chat about san diego he's he's located he's based in poway um he he moved here at a young age learned to skate and became really really good and became a pro when he was a teenager very young age to go pro we can chat about what that even means to go pro as a skater like i mean i i get it with the events and everything but what else gets in goes with that yeah right right i mean you're a father you know someday maybe luca comes to you and he's 13 14 15 years old he says dad i want to be a professional skateboarder could happen i'm big well did tony hawk call you (laughs) that will likely be be my response Uh, but yeah it should be fun willie santos is going to join the podcast again friday you'll have the opportunity to go out purchase there's not going to be a lot available It's, it's very limited um so get there early i guess is my recommendation huh i would say so if you really really have your heart set on one of these skateboards you you will have i think a hundred opportunities to get one (laughs) not a hundred different days but like there are only gonna be a hundred of them produced so good luck to you this might take a little bit of strategy yeah let's get to it let's get to the story how did this even come to be how did willie santos get connected with sd loyal and we'll we'll see what the board looks like um, I know that really doesn't help us much on a podcast, but I do know that sometimes video is used in promotional purposes. So I have a feeling maybe that board will be used for that. So we'll talk about all of it. Willie Santos joins the Always Loyal podcast next. Put your values in action by doing your banking with Blue Peak Credit Union, a purpose-driven financial institution. Learn more at bluepeak.com, official credit union of San Diego Loyal. Must meet membership and account criteria. Blue Peak? Blue Peak. All right, Jordan. Well, here he is, Willie Santos. Thank you for joining us on the Always Loyal Podcast, Will. And I got to say, for many reasons, we're excited to chat with you. But I want to thank you for joining us, not just for your availability, for everything that we're getting set to chat about. But before we actually got into this interview, I spent about 30 minutes just watching different clips of yours, skateboarding oh. all around the world. And I'm just in awe of you and everything that you've done in your career. So thank you for for not only this conversation, but for the 30 minutes spent just preparing for it as well. No, no, thank you, uh, Darren and Jordan for this opportunity. And of course, uh, San Diego Loyal. I'm happy well, to be How often do you do that, man? Like how often do you sit and whether it's watching, I don't know how often you'll watch your own highlights and watch some of these other uh, great clips that you can find YouTube or wherever. But how often do you find yourself just going down a rabbit hole here and watching you know, well, so many I mean, different I'm, things like that? Yeah, I'm definitely active on on Instagram. So I, I see videos. Um, I try not to go in the rabbit hole, but uh, occasionally I do. And, you know, yeah, like YouTube, we're trying to pump up the, the workshop YouTube a bunch. So I'm on it. <laughs> It's an amazing thing to watch. I mean, I cover sports for a living and we talk about soccer here on this podcast. So we're always in awe of the athleticism that some of us don't possess. And I'm sure there's some mutual admiration for you, but, but in terms of like you, you and, and you know, what you do and what you've done as a professional skateboarder and, and into the next phase of your life, uh, I mean, 
tell us like like how you got into this and how you you know ended up in the position we find you in here today. Well, yeah. Uh, first, we'll talk about like video stuff. I mean, growing up, uh, you would just watch uh, VHS tapes. That's how you would find out about the videos or even the the Trans World magazine or or Thrasher. But uh, rewinding back to how I got into skateboarding, um, it was when I moved back from the Philippines and then moving to Mira Mesa. My dad was in the U.S. Navy, and there was a bunch of kids, older kids, um, skating my elementary school, Erickson. And I saw them do a rail side, a board side on the curb, and it just blew my mind where I was like, oh, I want to do this. And at the time, I was skate or not skateboarding but i was uh bmxing and b-boying and uh i played soccer so seeing this was it was just mind-blowing and i just want to do what they were doing on a skateboard my um my dad my brother had a, a little plastic banana board and cut, moving back from the philippines i actually rode the board barefoot because it didn't have grip tape and you know i was used to wearing flip-flops from moving to, uh, from the philippines and eventually i caught on like oh they have grip tape so uh, I grabbed my dad's um, sandpaper in the garage and I used masking tape to put on the, the, the board as grip tape. And then I, huh. I put masking tape on the side of the wheels to do, draw some squirrels or graphics. It was really fun. That was your first board? Yeah, like really, that was my first board. But then eventually going back in time here, um, we got my first board was a Gemco board, a black cat. And then eventually it was like, oh, you, you can get a board at a, at a skate shop, but there was a toy shop in Mira Mesa called Toys, Etc. And um, I got my first real board there and it cost like um, over $100, which the boards do cost right now. And then you even had to pay them to set up the board. These days you don't do that, but this was uh, probably like 85 or 84. I forget. I was in uh, just going into the fifth grade. How much has changed with boards from your first board to the board you ride now? Uh, well, the, the, there's the concave. Um, and then uh, back then the boards had shapes. Now it's uh, kind of like popsicles uh, boards. And then, but now it, it, uh, I do ride a, like a, a shape board like this one right here. You can see it's, it's a shape board slightly. And it, it functions just like a popsicle board. So like the, the loyal board, like you can see, it's, um, it's a popsicle. But I, um, like before COVID, um, we had the shape board and I was like, oh, it kind of brings me back as being a kid. So I started writing the shape board and it like, when I looked down on my board it like, oh, it reminds me of being a kid. So it makes it fun. Yeah. We have, we have a lot of uh, news to get to, of course, on the podcast and we'll get to the collaboration here coming up, but, uh, you grew up, you, you, you grew up skating here in San Diego. How do you describe San Diego as a skating town? How, when people who aren't from San Diego ask well, you about the, it, how do you describe it? Yeah. Num the number one thing is the weather is great. And then, the the way I grew up was a lot of schoolyard skateboarding and launch ramps. And, uh, like when I started skating the, um, there was the Del Mar skate ranch. But um, I never got the opportunity to skate there, but I always heard about it. And whenever we drove up to Disneyland, I would peek through and see that the, the skate park was right there over um, um, at the Del Mar racetrack. So that closed and then I still continued to skate. And then there was some skate parks like at the, the first real skate park that I skated was the Linda Vista skate park. Not the one that is now today, but it was at the Boys and Girls Club. 
like just around the corner if you're familiar like that's actually going like as if you're going to the loyal game yeah exactly right one of my favorite things willie is is whenever we get a chance to chat with let's say one of the loyal players i love hearing their backstory i love hearing especially guys that have been all around the world players on the loyal roster come from south africa and oh yeah england and new zealand right and i always am so interested in how it was that they ended up becoming professional and i would I would ask you the same, like, how how did you end up going from taking this passion, this thing that you were curious about seeing it at a local grammar school and yeah. becoming a professional skateboarder? Yeah, so it it definitely was a passion and a, a, like, yeah, like real, real love. Like I, I was BMXing and skateboarding and def definitely skateboarding took it over. Like I used to ride my bike, hold my skateboard and then whatever my buddies would do. And then eventually skateboarding took my heart and um you know, there was like local skateboarding competitions in Mira Mesa, Scripps Ranch that um, I would compete in. And, you know, I, I might as well, like I won my first contest, I actually won first place. So it was, it was really exciting. There was so many kids that entered and seeing people like from all over San Diego, I had no idea that it was skateboarding was that big. And um, so going back, uh, I rode for a company called GNS. And are you guys kind of familiar with that? Okay. Mm. Gordon Smith, they've been around for like almost 50 years or so. Uh, I know Billy Ruff that uh, comes to the Loyals games. He, 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 um, he used to ride for GNS. He, he's basically a little bit older than uh, Tony Hawk. And um, we saw each other like in passing at the game. And um, it was cool that he's a, he's a fan as well. But yeah, the skateboarding, it, it, um, it was something that I just never got sick of. And I, I just kept on skating. I turned pro when I was uh, 15 years old. And that was for GNS. And then somewhere uh, between that, um, like turning to 16, Tony Hawk saw me skate at a local schoolyard in, um, in Scripps Ranch. And um, at first he was uh, there doing a, um, a photo shoot. And I was like, oh, no way, this is Tony Hawk. But I have seen him at a demo before in Scripps Ranch. So I let him do his thing. And then after he was done shooting and what whatnot, I started skating myself, but I wasn't like really trying to show off, but I was just skating because it was like the, my local schoolyard and I caught his attention and like, he came up to me and like, Oh, if you ever want, he wrote for Palo Peralta at the time. And uh, I was writing for GNS and I, I kept the card or whatever, but then I never called him because I was content with writing for GNS, even though it's freaking Tony Hawk asking you to ride for Palo Peralta. <laughs> and then, um, sometime in the 10th grade, um, coming back home my dad said oh uh tony hawk call and then i gave him a call and that was the time where he was thinking about um leaving pal peralta and and then he called me i called him up and then i believe jeremy klein was on the phone with him as well and he's like yeah i'm gonna start this company i have no idea what it's gonna be called but i'd like you to be part of the team and pretty much like the skateboarding was kind of going downhill and that's probably why Tony left Pal Peralta because it was kind of like, okay, I need to start doing something on my own. So that he started, which is now called Birdhouse Projects. Or not now, but then it was called Birdhouse Projects. Now, uh, today, it's called Birdhouse Skateboards. And like, this is a different era, right? Like, like you just yeah, called that, like the house phone, like the landline, like your right, parents' right. house? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, speaking of like uh, the video stuff, um, <laughs> when I uh, got sponsored, I had my buddy film like the big camcorder VHS and I only had one videotape or one copy of my sponsor me video. And I was going to send it to another company, but I was like, Oh, I don't think I'm good enough. 
and I sent it to GNS and maybe a week or two later, they gave me a call and like, Oh, uh, come skate with the team manager. And that was kind of a tryout. So I, <laughs> I skated my butt off and then they're like, Oh yeah, let's get you on the team. And then that's, uh, that's how we got sponsored from GNS. Amazing. I'm sorry if I keep talking, like it, it's just so many stories. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, you, you brought up BMX skating. It sounds like you were involved in a lot of different things. It wasn't just skating. You a fan of soccer. What, oh, yeah. what, draw, what draws you to soccer? Um, yeah, I started playing soccer when I was in, um, like kindergarten, first grade here in San Diego. So we moved back and forth from Philippine, uh, Philippi- I was born in Subic Bay, Philippines on base. My d- at one point they allowed Filipinos to join the U S Navy. So my dad was on the, in the Navy and then he got stationed here in San Diego when we moved over here. But first it was like in Corpus Christi's in the San Diego, uh, went to preschool, kindergarten, all the way up to first grade in Mira Mesa at Erickson. And then we moved back to, um, the Philippines and go, uh, I didn't skate. Then I was break dancing a bunch. Um, I played soccer out there. I loved it. Um, you know, with the humidity out there, Actually, speaking of the Philippines, I just, uh, my family and I just got back a couple of days ago. And then it wasn't until coming back, going into the fifth grade, I was BMXing, B-boying. And then that's when that story of like, I saw the guys skating at the at Erickson Elementary School doing the board slide. I had a different question, but I have to go back to the break dancing. Yeah, me too. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. Tell us about it. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, break dancing. Like, um, we... We had a crew, but I can't think of the name right now, but it was uh, just, just friends. It wasn't like you guys had a name. Yeah. I can't can't think of the name. It's like, I'm getting it mixed up with uh, like a crew of like skateboarding or something, but it was basically my uh, close friends. We would just break dance and like battle each other. It was never, at least from my experience, I never, we never battled other big uh, group names or whatnot, but I loved it to death. Uh, b-boying was awesome huh. yeah. See, this is like... I, I didn't really even call it b-boying i just called it breakdancing because of watching like the uh um um the, the breakdancing video the movies you know with um Shelly, electric, was... electric boogaloo exactly there you go yep <laughs> yeah, and, you know, uh, going to electric boogaloo probably i think it was 94 95 i i met um the main actor um what's his name turbo with... No, not Turbo, the other dude. Oh, the other guy, right, yeah. Uh, God, I'll think of it. Uh, I know he just passed away like maybe two years ago, but so where I'm going back at, um, <laughs> he had he he produced his own um, movie or something and they needed skateboarders. I'm, I'm a member of, of SAG. And so um, somehow I got the gig and I was freaking out that that was him and he was the director. So it was like really cool to, to meet him. <laughs> I, I can do this all day. I mean, like, <laughs> did you have your own cardboard? Like, were you rocking your own cardboard walking around town? Oh, b- b- yeah, yeah. Like, I'd go to my neighbor's house, and I mean, that that was where we had some heated battles. It, it was fun. <laughs> all right, it's, Jordan. You know, it's funny, like, that you're talking BMX, because I was into BMX and seeing the magazines, you know, because of uh, traveling around the world and, you know, uh, the X Games. I, I, I know Matt Hoffman, uh, uh, Dennis McCoy, Rick Thorne, if you're familiar with those names, you know, especially Matt Hoffman, you know, and, you know, I've been invited to um, tours like in Malaysia with those guys because they always needed a token street skater. So it was always like me or Andy McDonald, like he was the other guy too. 
I think Tony was supposed to go, but he didn't get up going on some of those tours. But, um, you know, we just cross paths all the time. Yeah. But I feel like like Ozone might be the other dude, right? There Ozone, you go. Yeah. Ozone. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to try oh, wait, to no, his real name, I think it's Shabadoo or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, I, I want to try to steer this back into the, into the whole reason, Willie, why we had you on the podcast, because there is a collaboration between yourself and San Diego Loyal. So tell us a little bit about this, because this is now, by the time this podcast drops, oh, gosh. upcoming here on the 21st of July, people are going to be able to, to actually purchase skateboards designed by you. Uh, tell us a little bit about how this collaboration came and show it up there so we can, uh, oh, yeah. we can show it's, it up there. Everybody. It's right here. You see that uh, he got the, the, the uh, Loyal scarf right there workshop uh, right there willie's workshop and you see the the loyal logos right there on the top so i yeah, know um sometimes on my boards i like to put the clear grip tape but this uh collaboration came about that uh you know i was going to the loyal games a bunch and i'm a, a big fan of the of the san diego loyals and it was something that they wanted to um you know i had some meetings with them and they're like yeah let's let's do something so with with the you know, blessing of like le leaving Birdhouse. Uh, I don't know how long ago it was, but Tony was like, "Hey, Willie, feel free to use your old graphics." Um, so this is one of my um, iconic graphics from like maybe nineteen ninety nine. I forget. I mean, like I said, I you know I turned pro in ninety one, but like here, let me show you a sneak peek of other stuff. Look above here. Wow. I mean, it it goes, yeah. It's, it's like endless <laughs> some high ceilings in that house. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is cool. I, um, I, I, when this, uh, idea of the board, it was kind of like, you know, he's almost like the, um, ref coach, like he's blowing a whistle. Um, I think a, the original one is somewhere up in the wall over there. Like maybe he was, um, uh, smoking a cigar or something. So that's why his mouth opened. So we kind of play back my, my nephew, Nate Morales, um, redrew it to fit as like, you know, soccer. So you can see the, the loyal logo right there too. Yeah. It looks really good. What do you think of when you see it? Oh, I'm, I'm stoked. I mean, like seeing the soccer ball and then, you know, the throwback of like, um, my old birdhouse graphics, it, I'm, I'm really hyped on the way it turned out. Yeah. It even has the, the loyal beanie. Oh, right man. Yeah. And so our understanding is people will be able to find a limited supply of these at the shop in Mission Valley. And yes, if, I they, think if on, they don't make their way there, you're, yeah. And then you also are, are going to be, I don't know how this works exactly, but you know, for somebody who's like, yo, I've got to have that. How do they find one? Yeah. So uh, I think that it's dropping this Friday at, at the loyal store. Mm -hmm. So you could get, uh, I think it's like 50 over there. And then eventually you could get, uh, there was only a hundred made. So all it, you know, run and done. So you better get it quick if you're going to go. <laughs> well, those aren't going to last, Willie. <laughs> well, um, I told him like, oh, if you guys want to make more, uh, just let me know. But it was kind of like, let's see how this 100 goes. Right. Yeah. I have an idea. We make yeah. 102. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, shoot, it looks, it looks fantastic. even like, um, I mean, if we, if they want to do another run, maybe I could sign like we say we make another 50 and then i just actually number the 50s you know like one to 50. yeah i have Wait, a random uh, skating question yes worst crash oh worst crash 
It was never a, a worse crash. Okay, let me give you two ones. Um, I was at Woodward Skate, Skate Camp in Pennsylvania, and I did this tray flip over the hip, and I just landed wrong and then, like, dislocated my elbow. And I got sent to the hospital over at uh, Penn State, and they fixed me up, and I was in a cast for, like, a week. And then um, I started skating again, like, after that week. <laughs> I was going to say, you skated with the cast on. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, so they took it off eventually. And then the second one, it was probably in 2010, but it wasn't a single crash. Um, my knee just needed to be scoped and clean. So it took me out maybe like six months until I felt 100% comfortable uh, to skate. You know, I had, I was training with um, the trainer that Tony Hawk uh, uses as well. And I got my uh, surgery done over there with uh, Dr. Chow. I mean, I know he's done the, mm -hmm. the San Diego Chargers. So Tony is the one that recommend, recommended me to get the surgery done there because he's had surgery there. And so after that surgery, I really had to go a lot of water training like kicking and stuff because it was my knee swimming and then um just back to the basics just doing all little ollies shove it's like re really repetitive and then eventually i think uh, after that six months i went on tour to australia with with tony hawk like yeah I'll, I'll follow up with another random question uh yeah. so i i know sometimes athletes like like basketball players are known to wear one pair of basketball sneakers for one game one nba game that's it Baseball players, on the other hand, sometimes will use a glove for years. For a professional skateboarder, how long will a skateboard last? Okay, that, um, I mean, you, you saw my board. Like, this one is only two days, like, of skating. Not not the trucks, but the board. Um, and for those who can't see it, it, it it's <laughs> it looks like it's been used for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the boards, it depends. Like, if you're skating a skate park, it could last a couple weeks because you're not on the real street where it gets really shredded up and flipped over and the raw street really. So um, if you're riding the streets, like I remember going on photo shoots, I would have an extra board just in case it was just like um, my board might break, but I never really broke too many boards. Although there was a streak of this certain trick, like I, I probably broke four bro uh, boards. And um, I always, I just, and then you, uh, when I went on photo shoots, I would always set up a new board. So it was always crisp. Yeah. So it was like unlimited, basically. Okay. But like the uh, another, like a, I guess you could say like a superstition. I never ride uh, a board with red top. Why? Red, with a red top, like see this is yellow. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll ride this. But if it has red, like the 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 layer on the top, I, I do not ride. How come? Was there a bad experience with uh, the red I just, top? Um, I I remember somebody uh, was like, "Oh, who cares about that?" And then that week, I got hurt. Like I tweaked my ankle. So I was like, forget it. I'm not riding red tops. <laughs> but oh, here's a little sneak peek of like, see the, it's like different colors. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. There's a bunch of different. Oh, oh now all of a sudden we're seeing all the variety here. So people yeah. will have a choice when they go to the store. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. You better get the, get the. I don't know if you're going to have a choice. They only made 100. Right. Yeah. You better get there early. Then you will have a choice. <laughs> I think you're going to have to be happy with what you get. I yeah, exactly. That's, that's headed. Yeah. So th there's going to be sizes from size eight to eight to five and eight and a half. But I, I have a feeling most of these people that are buying the boards, are just going to, I think, collect, I think. Is that okay with you? Is that what you oh, want yeah. people to do? Or do oh, you yeah, want yeah. people to go yeah. ride? Them I mean, it'd be cool if they, they ride it too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's so pretty. 
<laughs> how often do you still ride? Do you still ride? How often? I, I ride very often. Uh, I don't ride when um, I'm uh, coaching. So um, I, I, I coach uh, skaters and like uh, people that are like going to the Olympics and stuff. So like uh, there's this girl, Sakura Yosuzumi, who uh, represents Japan. She's Japanese. Um, she won the first Olympics. That happened two years ago. Yeah. Or a year ago, whatever, you know, because how there was COVID, they had to skip a year or whatever. So that that was really exciting. Like it, it bring, gives me goosebumps thinking that like this girl, like she won the first Olympics. She was a park skater. And then um, another female skater that I work with is uh, Menestes. She represents uh, Team USA. So I'm I'm just outside contract. I'm not Team USA or Team Japan or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is coaching easy for you? Uh, I mean, it it can be hard work, but uh, you know, I I was the world champ uh, back in '97, so I, I won the world championship before. Right. So I guess you could say that I have uh, experience, but I know sometimes it can't translate as being a coach. Exactly. Mm. You and Landon Donovan should have this conversation since he <laughs> coached really as a former great, and then you as a former world champ. Like, you know, there's always that great that that, that line that nobody knows is true. Like, great players yeah. and great skaters don't make for great coaches, but I guess. Like yeah. So far, so, so like, uh, uh, here's, uh, um, the first, the, the first time I worked with Mena, we were in Brazil last year for a competition and, uh, there are people from all over competing and she got third place. There was Sky Brown, Sakura Yosuzumi, and then Menestes. It was awesome. Yeah. All right. Let me get this straight. You're, <laughs> you're a great coach. You did BMX and skating growing up. You played soccer. You can break dance. What are you bad at? <laughs> I, I was only a mediocre student, so there you go. Oh, I didn't man. go to college. Yeah. Don't, don't let details <laughs> get in the way. So overrated. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope we will see you here at some point. I mean, it sounds like a great collaboration, but now that Loyal's back after this month, month and a half that they've not played in San Diego, they got okay. a whole bunch of matches upcoming here. So, Willie, I hope we get the opportunity to see you soon. Yes, yes. It sounds like we're trying to wrap this up now. Are you I mean, still got I'm... more? What else are you <laughs> What else you want to talk about? What else were you amazing at growing up? Oh, man, yeah, are you yeah. also like an, a figure skater? Are you really good at skating, rollerblading? Well, what you else? know what? Before skateboarding, I was, I was roller skating. And I have roller skates now that I sometimes uh, roll with my wife and uh, my daughter. My son didn't want roller skates because he's too cool. Like he's basketball, skateboarding. But mm. I enjoy yeah. roller skates. Can you surf? Not, not, not rollerblading, roller skating. Got it. <laughs> can you surf? Do you play the guitar? Like, like yeah. what else you got? Oh, How I, else can you uh, make me feel worse about myself? No, come <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, I surfed a little bit. Um, I used to be sponsored by Rusty, so I went surfing uh, with uh, those guys there. Um, uh, <laughs> Where you're going to be like, played, he's my I best was, friends with Kelly Slater. Band. I was in marching band, so I, I know how to play the baritone horn. So I should bring that to the game and do something, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. They have a, a horn that, that announces that the players are ready to hit the pitch. I feel right, like right. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. There's like I some Jack Johnson vibes here where he's like a really good surfer and then he's a musician <laughs> and he's good looking and you're like, God, I, I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you got all these. I don't think I like you anymore, Willie. <laughs> no, come on. No, you, you mentioned Jack Johnson. I remember that tour that I was in Australia. They were doing some benefit and uh tony got invited to go on stage and jack johnson was performing so it was really cool to see him uh, play live and there was like thousands of the the stadium was just jam-packed 
That was cool to meet him in person. And you played guitar alongside him, I'm sure. No, I did not. I, did not, I watched him play. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. Right. Here's a funny one. Okay. I remember like in 94, 95, like when the, the, the war tour was just starting and uh, it was local, like uh, up here um, for snowboarding and Tony got invited to go up there. And then Tony's like, Oh yeah, cruise out, come out. And um, one of the BC boys were there. And um, it was uh, the BC boy that, uh, that, that passed away. Is it Mike? MCA. MCA. Yeah. I think it was, okay. So, um, Tony introduced me to the BC boys and dude, I was just like a little kid and the guy's like, Oh, I know who you are. And I was just like, I was, my mind was blown because like, you know, I was in the magazines or something right. just kind of like this beastie boys. <laughs> wow. That, yeah. that is like, what a moment to have one of those dudes <laughs> from that band be like, yep, no, exactly. And I'm a know. fan of beastie boys. I, I remember I was coming back from a trip from, um, from France and I was just like, oh my gosh, he, he died. Like, it was so crazy. Yeah. Yep. Band of my youth. I used to go see those guys when they were just playing matinees at yeah. CBGBs in the Lower East Side of Manhattan back in the day. Oh, here's another story. Um, I was in the Philippines when, you know, the Sabotage song came out. They were on tour in the Philippines. I got tickets to go. A friend, like, just happened to have them or whatnot. And be because of the equipment or whatever, like, it wasn't they were having a problem on stage, but I thought they were like, Oh, they must be doing this thing. Like, cause of the sabotage, but it wasn't, it was just the sound system was bad, but it was cool to see a BC boys in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this all day. Right. I, yeah. I have stories like for days. Yeah. Wow. What a life. What a life. Yeah. Willie, we appreciate it. We, we have to wrap it up because Willie has to go fly his plane. Cause he's also a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh -oh. Never felt worse about myself. Thank you so much. Oh, come on. No, this hey, was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was really cool. We're uh, we're covering all of San Diego right now. Darren's down in IB. I'm up in Vista. You're in Poway. We're covering the entire map right now. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. We uh, we hope to see you down at Torero Stadium very soon. Yes. Takes the shot, rolls off the fingertips of Herrera and in. Less than 40 seconds, Perez. Perez be bubbling with confidence serves wide corona free header is in this is remarkable chasing down the sideline and the cross with a diving header this is tremendous it's another one for blake bodily perez curling oh it's off the crossbar header is smashed in moshabon Perez, oh, what a ball, what a finish. Collier puts it in. San Diego up by five. All right, that was a lot of fun with Willie. I really could have turned this into the Always Willie Santos podcast because I just wanted to hear more and more stories, and I feel bad that we had to wrap that up because I feel like like this is the guy that I want to sit next to on a cross-country flight. Yeah, yeah. Except he probably flies his own plane. And always will sit in first class if he's in commercial. So I'll probably never have that opportunity, but you get the point. Yeah. Like I, you just, I was surprised with every new story that came out of his mouth. I was like, are you serious? This too? And yeah. you're going bungee jumping later tonight. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Guy's going to tame it. He's going to tame a dragon later. It's, it's yes. incredible. What a, what an interesting guy. My goodness. And, and you're right. I, 
I might walk away from this feeling a little bit worse. So let's talk about something else. <laughs> let's uh, talk about five nothing. That will make me. How feel about better. five nil? How about the way the uh, the road trip from hell ended, Jordan? By the way, I, I know it didn't always feel like this when you're watching Loyal take on Pittsburgh, and we talked about that. They're the top team in the East, and Indianapolis is every year it feels like they're in the postseason. Hartford's terrible, and Colorado Springs was tech. They they were uh, ahead of Loyal. You know, I never Loyal, know if Darren's talking about the team or the city when he says Hartford is terrible. Both terrible, everything. Nobody should go there. But uh, here's the thing: when when the when the trip started, Loyal was in fifth place. They return in fourth place, and now they have five straight matches at home. They're only five points back of Sacramento, top of the table in the Western Conference. So you know, for as as bad at times as it felt when you give it up late against Pittsburgh. You're up a man. You're up a couple goals against Indianapolis. You start thinking to yourself, oh, wow, this isn't going very well. Seven points earned on the road, or you can look at it as three might have been given away. But the club comes home in better shape, Jordan, than when it left. And what a credit that is to Nate Miller and the crew for figuring out a way to win back-to-back away to wrap up the trip through Hartford and through Colorado. Loyal's only won back-to-back one other time this season, and it was the first two weeks of the USL season. So I would say all in all, sometimes you get wrapped up into what it is that's happening and how you felt watching this and then watching that. But to return home in better shape after four straight weeks away than when you left is, I think, a that's pretty a success. successful trip. That's a success. It did not start the way a lot of people wanted, but you mentioned Pitts- Pittsburgh. It's a good team. No one has gone into Pittsburgh and come away with all three points. This entire season. No one's done it. Loyal didn't do it. No one else has done it. Um, and then San Diego finding a way to get a couple wins on the back end of the road trip, including five nothing against Colorado. I mean, this we I was not expecting five nothing in this matchup. This was four V five. Um, and it's a team we'll see again here in San Diego coming up on a Sunday at the end of the month. I don't know if it's gonna be five nil again, but I, I didn't see that one coming. No, and multiple players honored, recognized, team of the week, USL championship, Blake Bodily, Adrian Perez, who looked fantastic. So back-to-back clean sheets to wrap up the trip, 5-0, 2-0. Yeah, that's that's how you like flying back home again, especially when you're looking ahead. And now you know once you get through the Borussia Dortmund match, which was a totally different experience altogether, at Snapdragon Stadium, you can still go to Ticketmaster and find those. But then we're we're back to the grind. Second half, regular season, Colorado Springs, five straight matches. Jordan, only five points back of Sacramento. So I would say, like, this is a really, really interesting stretch for Loyal, beginning with Colorado Springs on the 30th. You go to sdloyal.com for those. Yes. And so now the next match will be next week, Thursday, uh, Snapdragon Stadium, it's going to be my first ever soccer experience at this stadium. I do look forward to watching SD loyal take on Dortmund. Um, but that's the next match for San Diego before we get Colorado Springs. Once again, a couple of days later on that Sunday, nothing this weekend, go get a skateboard, ride it, hang it on your wall, do whatever you want with it. But then we get ready for Dortmund. Which oh, I she at Dortmund against San Diego loyal at Snapdragon stadium, man, who would have thought that a couple of months ago? It's pretty good. That is pretty good. I got to say, and it's really cool to see Dortmund's social media channels promoting this saying, Hey, our U S tour, here's a link. So you can go ahead and buy tickets because you know, we're around loyal all the time, but to see Dortmund 
out there pushing pushing links and saying this is how you buy tickets to all of the Dortmund fans who might be traveling, who might live in the U.S., who might live in North America. This is where you can go and you can find it. I think that's really a cool thing. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I we know of at least one conflicted loyal supporter, who is also a Dortmund supporter. Uh, two. I know two, as a matter oh. of fact. Yeah. One of whom is flying in from Missoula, Montana. Another right. of whom lives here in San Diego. Yes. And and we'll see. I think it's like a really really interesting thing. I have no idea what's going to happen. I did see. Uh, speaking of German soccer, I did see Bayern Munich in an exhibition beat some club 28 nil that's not what i'm saying is it all relatable i'm just saying like you know sometimes man like you see these powerhouses and and like i don't know what level it was that that munich was playing but man byron just 28 you're like what what in the world is that that was real i thought that was photoshopped that was real oh maybe i don't even know what is real anymore I just... with i, I mean I, I maybe but we'll uh, we'll see everybody out there. I'm I'm I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, All right, thanks to Willie Santos um, again. Mission Valley is where you can find it. Friday, you can find those boards at the shop in Mission Valley. Limited amount, fifty boards available. A few more will be available uh, beyond that, but but not many. So if you want one. This is your opportunity. It sounds like it will be your only opportunity. And then your next opportunity to see Loyal actually play will be here in San Diego at Snapdragon Stadium. Uh, not Torero. Next one will be at Snapdragon against Dortmund. And then a couple of days later, Colorado Springs Sunday against SD Loyal. We'll go back to Torero Stadium for that one. So still plenty to chat about. The road trip from hell is over. And it was a success. It was a success. Back Seven to back. Points. And we'll see you at Snapdragon Stadium.